Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King and Bill G. Today is Tuesday, July the 16th, 2019. It is 8 a.m. in New York and 5 a.m. in Los Angeles. That's 1 p.m. London time, 9 p.m. Tokyo time, 10 p.m. Sydney time, but wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy and I'm happy that we're getting closer and closer to Friday. This Friday is the world premiere of The Grass is Greener. We've been talking about it for five months now, Alex, and it's actually about to become a reality. And I don't know about you, I, I think because I'm the one who's editing together the audio files, I'm finally, for the first time, starting to get nervous. (laughs) <laughs> I don't get nervous, so I don't know. What <laughs> I don't subscribe to nerves. I, I think of it as kind of like a positive nervous because yeah. it's a nervous that makes me focus on, okay, I want to get this detail right and that detail yeah. right. I got, I got it all fitted together just perfectly, you know, just mm-hmm. so it's really the, the optimum presentation. Optimum. But, Supreme Sound and Color by Dolby. <laughs> oh, I like that. Very nice. <laughs> Is that copyrighted? <laughs> I don't know. My brother made it up. Every time we went to the movies and Dolby, Sony or Dolby would show up on the screen, he'd be like, supreme sound and color. <laughs> I don't know I where it. he got it from. I was, he just always did it. <laughs> well, it's his trademark, so that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't steal his trademark, but that was really good. I like that. That's really good. That's okay. Nervousness is just fine. I, I'm, I, I, I do speaking gigs all the time, and I get nervous every single time. I, I'm, I'm a bundle of nerves every time I'm about to go up on stage. So, it's- But this isn't even a speaking gig. I mean, I do speaking gigs every day. I do a podcast <laughs> five days a week. That doesn't make me nervous. But when I have this, I, I think what it is is. This when is you our do, baby. It, well, it <laughs> is our baby. To the world. And it's the first episode, and you want yeah. you want so much to make a good impression with that yeah. first episode, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I, mm-hmm. I, I would actually be better off if I did it live. If I just did a, did a speaking, I wouldn't be as nervous that way. Right. But, but when I have time to think about it, <laughs> that's when it gets dangerous. <laughs> the editing and the and the post production and oh, all of that in there. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah, and it's about three quarters edited right now as we are doing this recording. Mm-hmm. And of course, each step, um, we did 10 scenes, right, Alex? And yeah. as I, I'm actually editing one scene at a time, and then I have a final file that puts them all together. So I have a file right now that mm-hmm. has six of the scenes together, which mm-hmm. actually takes about three quarters of it. And, and I've been playing it, you know, each time I add on a scene, I keep playing it back. And it has that effect, you know, you, you, you've heard it over and over and over again. Right. The audience hasn't heard it yet, but I've heard it over and over and over again. Right. Whether you, you hear it over and over, you say, well, is it really as good as I thought it was the first time? I'm not so sure. <laughs> you start you to doubt yourself. To it. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but no, seriously, it is going to be good. I mean, yep. it, especially when you're done with all the tightening up and so forth and putting mm-hmm. the music in and getting the sound effects and the background noises and all that kind of thing. And yeah. we, we actually have kitchen sounds in this. <laughs> we have kitchen sounds. I mean... <laughs> That was a lot of work going to look for all these little incidental sounds that we didn't know. Oh, God. Like, do we really need footsteps? Yes, we need footsteps. (laughs) And we need male footsteps and female footsteps. They have to be different kinds. And clogs are two different things. Absolutely they are. Yeah, yeah. You have to pay attention. We have a a scene that's outdoors. Yep. In Los Angeles, which, of course, is Highway City. You know, every single uh, street corner is just filled with cars. So you have to reproduce that feel as well. Yeah, because it's different from New York. Oh, very different from New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I mean, the tires are different. I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so I, I guess what I'm doing now is I'm reconnecting to my uh, years when I was doing other kinds of editing for, you know, helping people with online marketing and so forth. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I would edit together stuff. So I'm reconnecting to that, which is kind of appropriate because reconnecting, that's our topic for today. Yeah. Right. Nice segue. I like it. Thank you. Yes. I, I didn't even practice that one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> segue, man. <laughs> now, Bill, you're the one who came up with the idea of reconnecting. And so I always have to ask, is there like a real world reason behind this one? Something that actually happened that made you think, you know, we should talk about reconnecting. Actually, yes. Yes. Um, uh, an old friend of mine uh, from high school. Um, uh, we hadn't like spoken in like 30 years. And um, I recently learned that he was uh, not only going to be in town where I live in, here in Rutland, Vermont. He was moving here. Oh wow! <laughs> he got it. He got a job as a middle school teacher here at Rutland Middle School, and he he announced on Facebook, "Hey, I got a job in Rutland, Vermont, and I'm moving there." <laughs> and um, another friend of mine mentioned to him on the comments, like. You know, Bill G lives there. Got <laughs> <laughs> a little Facebook where everybody knows your business. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he was like, "Oh, really?" And you know, we've been Facebook friends for years, so I, I understand most of the major events that have gone on in his life because you know he shares these sort of things. Mm-hmm. And yet, he didn't know that I lived in Vermont. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. And so that was that was rather interesting. Now I. You know, to give the guy credit, a lot of crap happened in his life for the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> your location. <laughs> he is, he is, yes, uh, where I lived was the least of his concerns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so he, he ended up here in, in Rutland. And so we started connecting and we're like, Hey, let's get together for, for lunch. Uh, because, you know, I've lived here for four and a half years now and I'm, I'm like, I can tell you where the best places to go because, you know, I've been around. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I took him to, uh, the, the yellow deli. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to the yellow deli before, but it's a, uh, uh, it's, they've, they've got locations around the country, but they're very, very, they're, it's a unique experience. Okay. <laughs> it's, um, for it. it's, it's run by a group, uh, which we can talk about. We have a whole other show about the one of the twelve tribes of Israel. They call themselves. Uh, it's it's actually run by these these hippie people who formed a religious organization or or religious cult, if you, if you want to put it that way. Um, <laughs> so, so they, in other words, they didn't understand the idea that it was the Jewish population that trademarked delis. Is that what you're telling me? Well, <laughs> the, well the th- that's that's the interesting thing about them is that they they fancy themselves as second century Christians, and so they observe all the Jewish holidays and they ah, and, okay. and they all live together on a, on on farms throughout the country. They grow all their own food, mm. and the the interiors are made out of all this reclaimed wood. Um, and it's um very arts and crafts style. I mean, it is a unique experience. And I said. Exactly. It is is actually one of the highlights of living in Rutland. Mm-hmm. I'm glad um, that there are highlights of living in oh, Rutland. Absolutely. That's a good there's, thing. There's actually two great places to eat in, in Rutland. One of them <laughs> is the Yellow Deli, and the other one is the Roots Restaurant. Okay, all right. And so, um, you know, 
plug out there to these guys. <laughs> but, but we, you know, I took him to this very unique place and he was like, wow, this is a great thing. And then, you know, we sat there for, for a good two hours, just kind of catching up. Mm-hmm. And, um, I realized number one, um, despite the fact that he had been, he posts fairly regularly on Facebook, I really didn't know a whole lot about his life. Mm. And then on top of that, interesting parallels. Um, you know, our, our, our careers took a, a similar path in a lot of ways. And our, uh, our relationships took a similar path. And so here we were. We were connecting on a very, very deep level. And so I thought that would be an interesting topic to talk about and first of all um what it's like to reconnect with somebody after a long time Mm -hmm. and also um how facebook on facebook and social media how we create these kind of fictions about what our lives are actually like when in fact they're it's just the public persona that you're putting out there depending on what kind of energy that you want coming back to you from your friends and certainly lots of people have reconnected on Facebook. I mean, Louise has, Louise is, is not exactly one of the more technologically inclined people on the face of the planet. So <laughs> it, it took her a little while to even just get used to using Facebook. Mm-hmm. But once she figured it out, I mean, she re- reconnected with her entire high school class. Yeah. I mean, it, it was that's just, what it's for. yeah. And, and that's how it was created. That, that, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's why the, the two brothers said that, uh, Mark ripped them off. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's the story of like literally hundreds of millions of people. They've reconnected mm-hmm. with people from their past through Facebook. It does have certain, uh, shall we say side effects? Yeah. <laughs> Consequences? <laughs> Cause you find out things about people that you haven't seen in, in some time. And you also get contacts from people who you may not have wanted to hear from. Yep. Never. Never? Well, (laughs) everyone except Alex, I should say. But (laughs) I can tell you, in most cases, most of the people who have reached out to me or or who I've actually been most of them reaching out to me, um, I was happy to hear from them. There was one, and I won't name who it is, but there was one person from my past who whose sister actually reached out to me. And his sister was a really nice person. Mm-hmm. But I knew if I connected to her, it was be, going to be connecting to him, and I just didn't want to do it. I just yeah. didn't want to make that connection. Well, that's you know? your choice. That's true. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's part of the value of mm-hmm. doing it through social media. Right. But uh, there, there can be a bit of a discomfort factor. Yeah. But not for Alex. Not <laughs> Alex is giving me a look that says, no, I love all of them. <laughs> well, like I, I've said before, my uh, my friends list is very exclusive. So, like, if I've never met you in my life, you probably won't get on it. Except I do accept uh, some of the people, some of the fans of LOA Today. I do, you know, uh, you know, get to talk to them and get to know them and accept them as friends. Um, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't really have beef with anybody that I wouldn't want to hear from. I don't think so. Not that, not off the top of my head, anyway. Mm. Well, you actually told a story the other day about how you got a connection from somebody from your high school who you really didn't know very well. Yeah. <laughs> and you accepted that person in a, in a friend situation on, on Facebook. So, you know, apparently there's a little bit of room to let people in. There's a little bit of room. I mean, he, you know, he did jog my memory. Like, we used to hang out with so-and-so. And I, kn- I remember when you did this. And I was like, uh, uh, all right. And then... <laughs> 
<laughs> but before, this is the thing. Before, I, if I see someone, you know, friend me, and I don't recognize them right away, I always message them, and I go, I'm sorry, and you are? <laughs> and they'll right. tell me who they are, why, they, why they're messaging me, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, once that conversation gets going, if I re- start to remember you, or if the conversation is, is wholesome and, and you're, I'm cool with you, then, all right, I'll add you. Okay. Well, that's but very it's, democratic. It's, <laughs> it's exclusively democratic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exclusively democratic. <laughs> I try to, I'm trying to make that work in my brain. <laughs> like you're trying to get your name on the list, but you have to know the owner of the club. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. <laughs> Just slip him a 10. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so bill i gotta ask you i mean you, you're you're bringing this up because you had a connection along that line yeah how much have you actually connected with people in the past how has it worked out for you uh not very much especially living in vermont i mean i'm kind of <laughs> uh, uh kind of isolated here uh no one really i mean um i mean we make jokes about vermont about especially rutland uh, because rutland is uh a good um 45 minutes from the nearest major highway, uh, interstate highway. So it's not a place where you go. (laughs) It's not a a place where you, um, uh, you pass through unless you're coming. No one's making pit stops at Bill's house. No one's making pit stops at Bill's house because they, I mean, you, there is route seven that goes straight up Vermont. If you're going Mm -hmm. from Western Massachusetts to say Burlington, Mm-hmm. And yes, perhaps, or going from Western Massachusetts to Killington to go skiing, mm-hmm. then perhaps you'll be going through Rutland. But most people who go to Killington are coming from Maine and New Hampshire, and so they're coming the other direction, so they don't even get as far as Rutland. And then um, if you're coming from the West, you are taking the Mass Turnpike, and you have bypassed us completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Rutland is not exactly a destination. In fact, the only reason I knew about Rutland at all is my father had a childhood friend who ended up moving to Rutland, and we visited him and his family when I was very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the only memory – this is really sad. The only memory that I have of that visit was he was a general practitioner, a medical doctor, Okay. And I got an ear infection, and so he gave me the oh, no. and prescribed the medicine. That's all I remember of the trip. Oh, <laughs> <That's wow. it. laughs> yes, but and, and I'm, I mean, I lived here for four and a half years. I love it here, and I love the and actually, I love the isolation uh, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways mm-hmm. uh, because again, it's it's a, a very close knit community. Most people know each other, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Absolutely. Um, that, that's where your reputation follows you no matter what. You don't have a choice. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So you, I mean, you got to do a good job every time with the, with the work that you do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because people know. They do. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're, you're constantly bumping into, the, I mean, I've, I've had three different jobs here in Rutland and I run into former coworkers at the grocery store all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, unlike social media, you can't unfriend them. I mean, they're still there. No. They, they don't go away. <laughs> and so I thought it was rather unique that my friend from Morristown, New Jersey was going to be, he, he, I mean, he lives less than three miles from me now. Mm. And. Well, everything in Rutland is less than three miles. Isn't it? <laughs> Rutland's actually a fairly big town. 
I mean, it, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of farms. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, actually, there's Rutland Town and there's Rutland City. Rutland City is in the middle of Rutland Town, and Rutland City is actually your typical downtown, uh, uh, New England downtown. You know, the, mm-hmm. with uh, five story buildings and uh, a a shopping district and a Walmart and uh, whatever. It, it, it's got it's got some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't say yeah. it's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're not talking New York City here. We're not talking right. New York City here, but they've got a great little theater mm. called the Paramount. They get some. They don't get the Class A acts in there, but they do get the B list acts in mm-hmm. there. <laughs> that like cheap trick is coming this September. <laughs> uh, you know, oh my God. Yeah, that, that's a few years old right there. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're not talking A list. We're talking B list, but still. B list. Hey, well, you know? I, I think it's closer to D list at that point. We're in Kathy's <laughs> realm. <laughs> But anyway, you know they've got a, it, it's got a, a nice it's a, got a nice hometowny type of community here, which mm-hmm. we, we like. And then when you move out into town into Rutland Township, then the the houses are a lot more spread out. You got a lot more woods. You got yeah. you, know, uh, you know got bears coming up to the back of the house. You know, <laughs> nope, not coming so, to visit. <laughs> you know, we've got you know we got wildlife and whatever, and it, it's it's a really really nice place to live if you're looking for a quiet place to live that's, mm-hmm. that's all i'm saying we okay. people keep moving out and, we, and, I'm, and i'm and i keep saying hey come on move in move in you know <laughs> to the community but so let's go back to it was to rather Rick. unique it was rather unique that this this person who lived less than two miles from me in morristown new jersey which is just outside of philadelphia it came here and the thing is he had no idea i was here and it was just sheer luck Mm-hmm. That we happen to be ending up in the same town, and I was like, you know, this is spirit work in here. This is this is absolutely spirit work in here. This is absolutely the energies connecting. And uh, when we were first talking, I said, uh, he said, "Wow, what a what an interesting coincidence." I was like, "I don't believe in coincidence." <laughs> and he was very curious about that. I was like, "What do you mean by you don't believe in coincidence?" I was like, "Because stuff like this just doesn't happen." <clears throat> Well, apparently it does. Yeah. <laughs> apparently it does. Well, I mean, it just doesn't happen in from a from a um, an energetic uh, spiritual sense because um, something was there to uh, as a teaching moment, mm-hmm. not just for for my, for him, but also for me. Okay. And so, and when we actually got together and we started talking, whatever, and I saw all these very interesting parallels and these very interesting mirrors going on, I was like. Wow, that's this is definitely not a coincidence because mm-hmm. it actually allowed me to uh, not just um, reflect on you know high school days, which was yeah, you know, granted that's thirty years ago. We're having our thirty year reunion coming up later this year. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we really didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about high school because a lot of life happened between then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah, more happened since than before. <clears throat> Well, that's just it. A lot of stuff has happened. Plus, I don't know about you. My high school years, I could have talked about them in two minutes and I was done. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. But right. uh, other people have different experiences. So maybe they take, you know, five minutes or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. All day. All, All day. day. All day. Go down the ass. But what was also interesting is right after high school was over, I completely lost touch with this guy. And then so, you know, after we got done got done getting together, I, I dragged out my old high school yearbook, and I just wanted to take a quick look, you know, how deep was my connection with this guy. And then I started seeing our pictures together 
in various different clubs. We were like in four different clubs together. Wow. You didn't remember this? I did not remember that we were in wow. four. I remember we were in one club together, but I forgot yeah. that we were in the three other clubs together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. It was, cr- it was crazy that, you know, that I was like, oh my gosh, we have a, we actually had a pretty deep connection as far as high school is concerned. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, most people, you, you know, you were friends with in high school, either you, if you have a connection like that with them, you tend to keep a connection for them, at least for a little while. But mm-hmm. as soon as graduation was over, um, we went our separate ways, and I didn't, not even a peep, you know, not even a conversation. We bumped each to each other on the, and when I was living in Morristown, I lived in Morristown, I went back and lived in Morristown for a couple of years, and we were, again, only a mile and a half from each other. Mm-hmm. Did not did not did not bump into each other. Did and if we did, we'd have nothing to talk about. So near misses. <laughs> you have near misses as well as the connection. Yeah, we had a lot of near misses, and uh, and he was going through some stuff at the time. I was going through some stuff at the time. If we had had that connection at that point, we would have had nothing to talk about except how miserable our lives were. Mm. Yeah, that's a good topic to stay away from. I have to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, but now that, you know, we're, we've got some perspective and we're, you know, he's, he's trying to, you know, make a new life for himself here. And, you know, I've been making a new life for myself here for the last four and a half years and whatever. And, and so we've got something to talk about now. Mm -hmm. We've got some, we've got some perspective to talk about now, whereas before we wouldn't have. And that actually got me thinking even about some, Walt, how, how when when you met uh, Louise for the first time, mm-hmm. if you guys had met earlier than you actually did, the relationship oh, yeah. probably wouldn't have worked out. That, that would have right. been a disaster. We, yeah, we it would have included that. Yeah, it right. would not have worked out at all. Yeah. So you know, it's it's all about divine timing. It's all mm-hmm. about divine. It's it's just how the stars line up and whatever. And even if you have a deep connection from the past, it um. The the fact that you have a past doesn't necessarily mean that you have a future. <laughs> Facts. Facts. That's all. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, Alex, have you? I mean, I know you've connected with a lot of people from high school. Have you had a reconnection story kind of along the lines of what Bill's talking about, though, where it was like you you were paralleling each, each other all this time, and then finally you connected and you realized you were paralleling yourselves. All this time. No, I am a unicorn. No one parallels me. (laughs) (laughs) Here I thought a unicorn had two horns. You got one horn. You have two. You got two ears. No, these are my ears. My horn is invisible to non-believers. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, Uh, that's exactly what it is. Well, you just you just outed me as a non-believer. Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. (laughs) I saw that horn all the time, so you know there I am. See, thank you, Bill. I'm so humiliated. (laughs) Hang your head in shame, sir. (laughs) No, I have um, gone through so many random experiences in my life that I I know people who probably have had one experience that I've had or, you know, done certain things, but, like, nobody's lived my life like I have. So we can't (laughs) say there's been parallels. I have (laughs) did have one incident where I I ran into a friend in a place you don't want to run into a friend. No oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it, he's a uh, he was 
I mean, we're we're really close, and uh, we weren't close at the time, but he was actually friends with my sister, and that's how we became friends. Uh, okay. And uh, he was in the um, mental health field. Hmm. I was hospitalized for a suicide attempt, and oh. he ended up showing up on my floor, and I was like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, it's a long story. I'll yeah, yeah. call you when I get out. Uh, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you go to prison and then your best friend's your CO. It's like, hey, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> There's Not one of the places you want to run into an old friend. So, <laughs> so then it turned it, you know. But then it turned into a loving relationship where he's like, "I really am concerned about you. Like, like what's going on? What's happening? What, like, well, what brought you there?" And then, you know, we became close ever since. And he hasn't been down here to visit me, but I'm not saying anything, Gerard. Um, <laughs> but he's the guy. He's the guy. I went to when um he's the guy who was supposed to hook us up with the uh the guy who was gonna do our theme song. Right, so, right. Yeah, that's like we're close in that way. Like I can reach out to him for anything. Like oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So but um yeah, I have reconnected that I have had also near misses. Like me and my friend will say we went like this for like most of our lives. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like, oh well I was friends with her friend. But we didn't know each other, and then I dated this person. We didn't still didn't know each other, and we literally worked next door to each other in the same uh, mall plaza. Like I worked at Papagino's, he worked at Shaw's, and he would come to Papagino's for lunch every day. I didn't know he had a crush on me, and that's why he was telling me. He was like, Aww. "Nobody likes pizza that much." I was like, <laughs> "Wrong." But anyway. <laughs> So, but yeah, years later, we became really good friends, like, like tight, close friends to the point where like we finished each other's sentences and stuff oh, like wow. that. Yeah. And then, and then he moved and now, Aww. and now I, now we're holiday friends where like I only mm-hmm. speak to him on holidays and, and it's, it's sad because I miss him, but you know. But, well, that, that qualifies though. That's a reconnection that was had near misses and, and so forth. I yeah. think that fits, yeah. that fits the, uh, the MO, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't really say going back to high school, I've had, I mean, I've connected, I've reconnected with a number of people in high school, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I was never really close to anyone in high school. I was such a wallflower. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was just so introverted that I never really connected much with anybody with a couple of exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they were truly exceptional. Yeah. Um, for the most part. And, and I have connected with the one guy I was, I was probably closest to during that time. He's mm-hmm. a guy who was a musician. His name's Carrie. Um, also currently in the medical field. Mm-hmm. And he, he and I weren't like, we weren't buddy buddy, but yeah. we were very friendly. And we, we, uh, reconnected a number of years later when, uh, he ended up connecting with my sister, with PJ. Ah. And PJ, um, pointed him toward me. And at the time, Louise and I were living in Virginia and he was living one hour away in the mountains of Virginia. Wow. So, I mean, that was, that was pretty cool considering we grew up, you know, about 500, 600 miles north of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. But that, that's the closest I've come to that kind of a reconnection. And, and I mean, we kind of maintain connection after that, you know, on and off, but it's like yeah. a Facebook, it's a Facebook friendship mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like we're calling each other every month or something like that. Yeah. So. I've never really experienced what you guys are describing with high school friends. Now, I have experienced it with people I've met later in life. Bill, you and I did a previous show together, a previous radio show. So we we reconnected in that way. And I've had other experiences like that. But not in high school. That was not one that I ever got. 
Well, yeah. mine's go back to not even high school, like elementary school. Like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, two years before I met my wife, Nina, um, I discovered that we were at the same concert together. Oh my! Oh, yeah. uh, we went. We went to go. Uh, we went to go see the monkeys re- uh, reunion too. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the monkeys. It cracks me up every time both of y'all show your age on here. It cracks me. Up. <laughs> I'm like, oh Jesus! <laughs> it was the reunion tour, so it wasn't like we were, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, still, still. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alex, it cracks me up because I mean, he was a fan of the monkeys. That that enough. That, that was enough for me you know to, what? to no, crack no, me up. No, I was a fan of the monkeys. I'm not gonna lie. When they had their TV show on Nick at Night, like. I was I was down with that. <laughs> I, I as was, brief I as it a, was. <laughs> I was a quasi fan because actually I was going with a girl who was a big who was a big. Ah, you were friend by yeah. you were fan by association. Although, although my wife was the uber fan, she had all the albums, she had all the T-shirts and mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> See, this is another thing about the monkeys. I mean, at the time that the monkeys were, you know, having their fame and so forth. It was really rare to have somebody admit that they were a fan of the monkeys. Mm. That just didn't happen. It was always, I know somebody who's a friend, a fan of, a fan of the monkeys. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of the monkeys. You, right. You don't it's like, don't that. admit your shame in public. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> well, well at, the, at the time, I mean, this is going to embarrass my wife terribly, but uh, she was also a fan of the guys next door. <laughs> oh, I don't even know who that is. The guys next door was the, um, the 90s version of the monkeys. Stop it! There was a '90s version of the. All right, I gotta oh, look yeah. this up later. Oh yeah, look! You gotta look them up. Uh, they had. Now a, I have a, the monkeys theme song in my head. No, no, they had they had their own they had their own TV show, and they were they were a boy band, and they it was you know they had their own sketch comedy show. Shut up. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they toured and they did all the you know and they were and they were actually more popular on the uh, the Mid Atlantic region. Uh-huh. And so they would, you know, they would do these, uh, these mall tours. Mall yeah. tours. <laughs> That's how boy bands made it back in the day, man. Yeah. Mall tours. <laughs> mall tours. And she uh, would, her and her friend would be following them. Wow. <laughs> I'm speechless. There are too many opportunities for me to be speechless. This is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mall oh, touring, a, co- a cover band of the monkeys. I mean, I, I never yeah, heard mall of it. Touring well, they was weren't like the a cover band of the monkeys. It. They did their own stuff, but it was a, it was a studio made boy band. It was, okay. It, they came out just before like uh, Boys to Men came out. I mean, so this mm-hmm. is pre Boys to Men. This is pre. Uh, what was that another? That was that other big one. Um, not new. new um, uh, well. Justin Bieber or whatever. This is pre that. <laughs> oh, so like Insane Backstreet Boys, you know. Insane, in stream all those. Those. Yeah, it was it was about that era, a little bit before that era. Okay. <clears throat> so late so late eighties, early nineties. Okay. Okay. New Kids on the Block is probably who you're thinking of, because that right, was around right, that era. Right. right. Yeah. Oh man. I'm so boy speechless. Boy I, I have nothing boy. to add. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, but but that, I thought that was a rather and and actually even the even the monkeys is a is a boy band you know they were a boy band before they were boy bands but 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 they weren't they were an artificial boy band that's the thing well, so were the so was artificial the or artificial it doesn't matter you're still a boy band doesn't matter how you got there 
It's not about the journey, it's the destination um, in that case. <laughs> well, the case of the monkeys, the monkeys was, the monkeys is what happens when you get producers getting together trying to create the Beatles. Right, exactly. That, yes. That's exactly yes. what it was. We're definitely bootleg Beatles. Like, yeah. yeah. And even, even the Jonas Brothers, I mean, they're... Yeah. <gasps> Blasphemy! Oh, well, they're still... <laughs> you take that back right now, sir. Those are talented gentlemen. <laughs> But it's the same concept. Where, la, la, where, la, 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 la. Where, where a studio creates a persona. No, they when create... you really want a studio to create a persona, you want you want uh, P. Diddy's making the band. That is like Danity Kane and oh, okay. the name of the band. It was like it's a whole MTV show about literally a studio creating a girl ba- a girl band and a boy band. Like it was uh. it was crazy. I mean, none of them are around today. Just saying. Right. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but yeah. They anyway, anyway, we've gotten off track here. But uh, yes, we have. <laughs> Hashtag boy bands. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see if we can reconnect to reconnecting. Um, yeah, reconnecting to reconnecting. <laughs> no, I also want to talk about the uh, the Facebook frauds. That's oh, the, the second yeah. part of the. Yeah, uh, we can talk about that. There, yeah. There's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it's it's amazing how when you look through your your friend list too, about and and, and to me it's all about um we you know we sometimes talk about like energy vampires and people who mm-hmm. just who are just trying to um pull in energy from other people and whatever and they use their Facebook friends as a means to do that. Mm-hmm. The, the, either the poor me's or the, oh, I got some terrible tragedy, the, the pray for me's and all that stuff. Uh, it's all about, it's all about good drawing. vibes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Send me vibes. It's like and they, when they say send me vibes, there's what they're really saying is send me energy because I don't have yeah. any inside of me. <laughs> right. And, and so, and some of them do create these elaborate fictions about mm-hmm. what is going on in their lives in order to get that energy. Yep. It's an interesting thing because on Facebook in particular, since Facebook is such a big uh, platform, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's the second most popular flat platform of any website in the world. Google's mm-hmm. number one, Facebook's number two, and it's been that right. way for quite some time. And Facebook because it's so big, attracts every single scammer in existence. That's so true. true. So Trying true. to do something to scam you. The thing that I, I wanted to mention, though, is, yeah, there are a lot of scammers who try to get money out of you or who try to you know get you to buy some product that's an illegitimate product or whatever it mm-hmm. might be. But had you noticed that the increase in scammers whose sole purpose it is to do what Bill just described, to basically steal energy, they, they're, they're just out there trying to grab energy. Right, and some of them don't even know they're doing it. They're just like, "No, I need attention. I don't feel like that's stealing energy. It is though. It, it is. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 it's happening more and more. In fact, Facebook a few years ago, actually, it wasn't a few years ago. It was about a year and a half ago. They put in a feature for people who run Facebook groups. Uh-huh. A feature where uh, when somebody is applying to be a member of the group, the administrator can ask them to answer a question or two. Yes. Mm-hmm. All and, my groups have that, yeah. Right. And that feature probably has done more to reduce the number of scammers and spammers and trollers coming into groups than anything else. I so actually th- entered a group where one of the questions was, are you a scammer? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not to my knowledge. <laughs> it's interesting to see what uh, the scammers actually put into some of these questions. Yeah. Right? 
usually the ones that I, I have been able to detect anyway are people coming from relatively poor nations around the world. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, there's one group that I run for uh, the local valley. It's called the Farmington Valley. And it's, it's just, you know, chat about the Farmington Valley. Uh, and so one of the questions I ask is, what's your connection to the Farmington Valley? Right. And most often they won't ask answer the question at all. So I know, mm-hmm. okay, well, they're not coming in. And occasionally I'll get somebody from another country saying that their answer is yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Which tells me they have no idea what the question was. Right, right. <laughs> or what it means or what I'm talking about. But they figured they had to put something in. Yeah. So it, 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 I never really thought that uh, language barriers would be a way to block spammers and scammers, mm-hmm. but apparently it is. It is. Yeah. That's how you catch catfish, too, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like how some a lot a lot of these uh, groups are have strict rules on solicitation too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And where if you are joining a group simply to promote your product or your service and whatever, and then you you post that link or post that website, oh, come and see me, and I'll and, and I'll help you out and whatever, you you get banned. Yeah, <laughs> really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Unless you're the admin, then you can promote all you want. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I have so many groups. (laughs) (laughs) All over the place. (laughs) Alex, are you the admin of of, of certain groups? I am the admin of three groups. Yes. Three groups. Wow. Two of them are Waltz. (laughs) 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 Yes. We can promote the grass is greener. We can yeah. absolutely promote, promote, promote. <laughs> yeah, we, we can go overboard. There's no doubt about that. Well, we actually have at times. But. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're the admin of a group, you, you're, you're basically faced with a conundrum. Because the mm-hmm. conundrum is, if you, well, it depends on, how you, on why you create the group. If you mm-hmm. create the group from the perspective that I think the vast majority of, of Facebook users prefer you create it simply out of the goodness of your heart, and that's all you really care about. Right. Right? But if you create the group because you're trying to promote an audio play or promote a business or something like that, mm-hmm. then, then, then you have to deal with, I'll call it the guilt factor, because you're telling everybody bit. else you can't you can't promote in this group, but you're going to promote. Right. Right. You know? And so now it's a question of, well, just how brazen are you willing to be? Mm. <laughs> Now, there are probably people out there who are, I'll call them the Donald Trumps of the world, who really wouldn't care one way or another, you know, about the, the double standard. Right. But for me, that that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have to think if that bothers me about any of my other groups. No. Not my personal groups, but, like, groups I'm a part of. Because mm-hmm. it's mostly TV groups, mostly. Um, but, no, I don't think so like i don't feel like they do have certain um at least in in the groups that i'm in they do have like once a month they'll be like okay we'll do um oh what's it called like cross promotion like you promote us we'll promote you you know and they'll do that once a month so it's not annoying to everybody but you still get your stuff out there so i i like that option so that way you know no one feels a certain kind of way but people who just like there's this one guy I went to high school with and he joined my spoiler alert group and he was like he's just started spamming us with all these links to his his rap album. First of all, sir, you're 35 years old. If you haven't made it in the rap game, it's a little late. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> age discrimination. I'm just saying, like, let the dream go and move on. 
Um, <laughs> spamming my TV group that has nothing to do with music is not the way to go. This is true. <laughs> this is true. So I had to personally reprimand him and say, you know, take it down. Um, you will be kicked out of the group if it happens again. Because I feel like that's the only reason you're here. I, at first, I was like, oh, he's supporting me by joining my group. But no, no. You were actually pretty kind. I mean, there are a lot of admins who just say, I'm very nice online. You're out of here. Done. (laughs) One strike and you're out. (laughs) No, you know, I was like, he he could be here for the camaraderie. He could actually like TV, you know, who knows? And he just decided, oh, you know, it'd be a good idea because he does it in our, in our, in our high school reunion page too. Uh And people are really annoyed with that. So rules had to be made. Well, actually, this is kind of tying into the original topic of reconnect. I know that sounds Mm -hmm. strange, but let me tell Mm -hmm. you what I mean. I, I mentioned a few moments ago how I didn't really connect very much at all the first time around with mm-hmm. people I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. And I think a large portion of that was, well, a large portion of that was me. But <laughs> a, another piece of that pie, so to speak, was that I had, I, I, I don't know, I, I kind of wanted a sort of a purity of relationship, I guess you might want to call mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I had run in pretty early to the idea that, well, everybody has their own agendas. Everybody has mm-hmm. their own thing that they're pursuing. And most people weren't as hesitant as I was to push theirs, mm. which meant I was less interested in being friends with them. So wow. I look back on that experience and I think about where the world of marketing has gone to today. It's gotten to the point now where people are really, really sensitive about promotional messages. They mm-hmm. really want to, they, they want the friendship to be there before you even bring something up. And then if you right. bring it up, you bring it up once and you don't keep hammering on it, mm-hmm. right? which is exactly how I felt 40 years ago when I was in school. Yeah. You know? yeah. So right. I guess it's kind of like, you know, all of society is caught up to where I was or I've regressed. I'm not sure which. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it both happened and you met in the middle. You <laughs> met in the middle? Yeah. Okay. That works. But well, actually, in terms of uh, Facebook marketing and whatever, I mean, I do a bit of it. For myself, you know, mm-hmm. I, I promote my blogs, I promote my uh, my services. I've got a I've got a, a business site for the Vital Bioenergetics. To tell you quite honestly, I've been doing this for two years, and I may have gotten one or two clients out of it. Mm-hmm. But I've spent quite a bit of money on them. Mm. That, that was one of the things that drove me crazy when I was providing marketing services mm-hmm. before I before I even knew about LOA. Um, I was helping local business owners who were trying to get online and trying to get business and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I would always advise them along the line of what I was talking about, building the relationships and so forth. And they all wanted to do the quick hit thing. So mm-hmm. I would do, you know, if, if, if depending how, on how I felt, if I felt like, okay, I really need to get some money in here. I'll do some work for you along that lines. I would do it, but I wouldn't go into any kind of, of extreme spamming situation. I refused to do that entirely, right. mm-hmm. which cut out huge amounts of income. I have to say. Um, but I also did track what happened with the people who I did that kind of work for. And I certainly knew I had a lot of friends who were marketers who would mm-hmm. tell me their stories and they all mirrored what you just said, Bill. Yeah. People did not realize. And I think to this day still do not realize that all of those cheap, quick hit approaches are dismally expensive. Yes. They're horrifically oh expensive in terms of, of like, uh, cost of acquisition of customers. Right. You, you And you can actually spend a lot of money and get no customers yes. doing that kind of cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and it, it just blows my mind that people continue to do that. But 
so I, I guess I'm, I'm happy that we're reaching the point now where we are achieving a society. I'll, maybe achieving is the wrong word. We are, we are reaching the point in society where the, the relationship side of marketing is playing a much bigger role than it did. I, and I like that. So yeah, yeah. how does that connect into reconnecting? To me, I'm willing to reconnect with anyone who is not overtly trying to always sell me something. Right. right. And just wants to know who I am. Because mm-hmm. that, I mean, if I, if I connect with somebody like that from the past, if I reconnect again, I can be friends with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because ultimately, that's just, that's a question of, are they connecting with me because they want to get something out of me? Or are they connecting with me because they like me? Mm. Right, right. And, and, and the, uh, the crux of, of my business model is that I get referrals from when I do speaking engagements. Because there I'm with a per- with a group of people and I'm making a personal connection with them while I'm doing doing a speech. Mm-hmm. But the online marketing or whatever, you know, uh, uh, an ad or whatever doesn't do it because my work is about personal connection. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 reaching into their souls and coming up with something something to to make them a better person or whatever, help them help them heal themselves and whatever. And you can't get that out of a Facebook ad or an Instagram post or whatever. It's just, it's all you are is just noise along with all the other noise out there. I'm going to disagree and and I'm going to use Walt to prove my point. Okay. Um, (laughs) Walt put out an ad and got me. So. (laughs) All right. Uh, But but there there is a difference there. The the difference is, yes, I did have something I wanted out of it. Right. But I also learned what made advertising effective. Yes. What made advertising effective was appealing to the interests of the buyer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Instead of appealing to... Probably because you weren't selling anything also. Well, I was selling something. What I was selling was an opportunity to be part of a podcast. Okay. Okay. Touche. Right? Mm -hmm. And, and, And to you, that was not a difficult thing to buy into. No. And the reason it wasn't difficult is because I was reaching out to you. I didn't know who you were at the time. Right. But I was reaching out to you on two fronts. I was saying, I'm looking for somebody who has an interest in the law of attraction, and Mm -hmm. I'm looking for somebody who has a comedic background, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking for somebody who might also want to combine those two things together to be part of a podcast. Yeah. And that hit you right in where you live. That was dead center. Yeah. So was that a promotion? Yeah. But it was a promotion based on I want to know who you are. I want right, I want right. I want that person that I'm talking about there. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of marketing that really does work. Okay. Yeah. okay. And at that point, I have to ask the question: Is it really marketing? Mm. I mean, in the sense, it always is. It is. As long as you're pushing a product, it's marketing. Yeah. But in another sense, it was about connecting with a future friend. Yeah. Which yes. I'm very pleased to say, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> And it worked, and it and it hit you exactly at the moment when you were most receptive to hear the the message. Facts, facts. Mm-hmm. And exactly, it, if that message had hit you, say six months prior or six months after, it may not have hit, it may not have made that it might not have struck that chord. Divine timing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, that certainly makes a big difference. So, but trying to force it. Then, right. and that's what I'm talking that's about. It. When, you, when you're doing the when you're doing these uh, these spam campaigns through Instagram or these spam campaigns through Facebook, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you might hit one or two divine timings in that. Yeah, but you have spent a heck of a lot of money doing it, 
and the return time. on that investment is not going to be nearly what you spent. Right. That's why today it's gotten to the point that the professional marketers get it. They understand if they want to actually reach an audience, they do it through somebody who already has the audience. Yes. So, yes. for instance, if you have uh, somebody who wants to publish a book, they publish a book that's either written by or written about a person who's already famous and already has an audience who's going to read the book. Mm-hmm. Right. That way they don't have to try to promote the book and get the people who know nothing about the, the person who's written about in the book to buy the book. Because right. they already know about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I, get, I get this all, I get uh, calls all the time from uh, book marketers. Mm-hmm. Or who want to promote my book? Who want to mm-hmm. put it? They want to put it in these uh, the, these trade shows. They want to put it in bookstores and whatever. Oh, yeah. You just have to you know pay us you know fifteen hundred dollars and we'll do it. Yeah, for it. yeah. Right. And you know, and when my margin per book, the the amount of revenue I get per book is in the ten percent range mm-hmm. for a dollar a twelve dollar ninety nine cent book. Yeah, yeah. I have to sell a heck of a lot of books to get that investment back. Absolutely, right. right. And, and then I have to explain to them that the book, I'm not in the business of selling books. I'm in the business of selling my services. Mm-hmm. And the book is a marketing tool for me mm-hmm. to help me sell my service. Mm-hmm. If all I sold were books, I'd be out of business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. And, in fact, that's what the way it is with most people. That, I don't know if you're aware of this, Alex. Did you know that over 100,000 new titles get published every year? I did not. Yeah. One hundred thousand. One hundred thousand. Over one hundred thousand, and and you know how many of them end up on the the bestseller list, right? Like <laughs> two. <laughs> it's not that many. No. So you don't go into getting your book published because you expect. Well, actually, a lot of people do go into it with right. the expectation that they're well. I'm going to become famous by doing this. Mm. Well, that's not the way it usually works. Right. No, right. Not at all. <laughs> usually, what happens is you bring your own audience. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what happened with my first book. That's why I sold 26 Yeah, copies. you got to find your, your niche. 26 copies. That was it, 26. It's <laughs> a nice round I, number. <laughs> I think I, I think I was I one of those? Of those no, you weren't, no. Oh. <laughs> was, I, know, I, I know I read the e-book. Did you? Uh, uh, maybe you posted it. Maybe you just sent it to me. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Well, no, this isn't the one that um, I edited uh, last year. That, that no, 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 I'm talking, I'm talking about your your, your, your first one, one, the novel. Okay, yeah, the novel. I don't know. I I don't remember. Actually, I didn't even know how to promote books at that point, so right, I didn't yeah. send out any free copies of the book because I didn't right. understand to do that. I know I read it. I know I read it. Oh, okay. I, oh, okay. Confession. Well, then, then, then twenty-seven. I read about a third of it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not a good sign. He could only get a third of the way through and he lost interest. I mean. <laughs> well, but, uh, my first book, too, did not sell that many copies. Oh, okay. <laughs> my first book was also fiction. And it was also politically based and whatever. But, but all you have to do is go to a bookstore or just mm-hmm. go to Amazon or whatever online. I was going to say, do they have bookstores anymore? Oh, yeah. Books, oh, yeah. Books, well, books, well Barnes and Nobles and all that Barnes stuff. Barnes and okay. Nobles. Yeah. yeah, they're still around. Yeah. You know, oh, but all actually, you have to do is we've got two of them right in right in downtown. Rutland. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Rutland. <laughs> but all you gotta do is go to any book source and look at the bestsellers and and read a segment of them, and you realize they're written by people who don't know how to write books either. <laughs> I mean, people don't get published because they're good authors. Right. They get published because they have a following. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason they get published. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of them haven't figured that out yet. (laughs) (laughs) So having the following is everything. I mean, whatever Justin Bieber did wrong, he got one thing right. He got a following. Yes, he did. He got a big following. He got it fast. Thank YouTube for that. Absolutely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but he still got it. I mean, there are a lot of other people who published on YouTube who didn't get the following he got. That's true. They're all still trying to do it right now. They're all still trying to reproduce what Justin Bieber did. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) That following is everything. So let's go to the following for a minute because we're talking about reconnecting, but we're also talking about connecting. Right. Mm. I mean, it's one thing to reconnect. It's another thing to connect for the first time. And when you're connecting for the first time, it's almost harder. Reconnecting is a little bit easier because you have a history. Mm-hmm. Connecting sure. for the first time. Oh, absolutely. I find it magical. Why is that? Because it's like you meet someone for the first time and then you realize you have all these things in common and you believe the same things and mm. you think the same way. And it's like, oh, my God. You're like, <laughs> I don't know which. Um, what was it? What was Bill was saying? Which one's the one that you want, the twin flame or the soul flame? Uh, the, the twin, actually, the you've got your twin flame, you've got your flame mate, and you've got your soul mate. Okay. Those are the three types. Gotcha. So, one of those options. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> twin flame, uh, twin flames, um, the, I don't recommend a twin flame unless you've got your own crap together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually, that both people have to have their own crap together in order to make that work. Yeah, unless you like explosions. Otherwise, there will be. That's explosions. ironic. I saw soulmates. A, soulmates a, you can both be working on yourselves and still get along. Yeah. And flame mates, you still need to be working on your own stuff. But you, mm-hmm. but there's, but there's still enough of a connection, or there's enough uh, wiggle room there to to make yeah. it work out. But flame mates. You you have to have your your crap together in order yeah. to make that really really work. Otherwise, there are explosions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what Matt, are you saying, Alex? I said I saw a meme on Facebook that basically explained what Bill was talking about. It had a it, it said uh, flame twin flames, and in it's it was a picture of two lighters, <laughs> meaning they're, they're about to start some shit. Like <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be a problem. And then I think it said. Uh, I forget what the what did you say the other one was? Uh flamemates. Flamemates. And it was it was a cigarette and a lighter. Uh-huh. Mm. So I was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did with the two lighters, was there a fuse nearby? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a race to the fuse is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And incidentally, I just, uh, the a couple I've been working on with the the uh, the twin flame thing, um, mm-hmm. actually um, had a nice happy ending. So it was, oh, it was good. That's it nice. was good. Um, actually, I I've been working on two different couples. Mm-hmm. The one the one couple they broke up, which was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's for the better. Often yeah. it is. But mm. and, and the reason why they were able to bro- break up is because the um, the codependent relationship that was developed because of the flame mate situation, the twin flame situation, mm. was gone. Nice. We managed to clear that, and they were mm-hmm. able. To, and they, then they were able to part, and not and and the um, the all the negative energy was was gone. And in right. the other case, um, by cl- by healing that twin flame within, they were actually able to see that they actually did enjoy being together to the point where they could then be together without blowing up the world. So it, <laughs> two, uh, two, uh, two very good success stories out of that. Right. That is good. 
Yeah. Well, first of all, you ended a, uh, or they ended a codependent relationship in the first case. Right. Mm-hmm. And the second case, they managed to be together without blowing up the world. That, those are victories. Yes. <laughs> yes. Without being codependent. They, yes. they, they were able to get rid of their codependent relationship mm-hmm. without needing to break up. <laughs> right. So they could actually get the, the true real benefit of being twin flames. That's absolutely. Right. Nice. Yeah. So it's nice to know people can actually pull that off because you hear so yep. many stories about the other way around. So that, that's like reassuring. It is. Yeah, it sending the whole damn force on fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but but back to the point with connection versus reconnection. Yes, uh, reconnection is easier because you have the history. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and again, this is why I do as many speaking engagements as I do is because I'm seeking connection. Because mm-hmm. when I get a, a client in for the first time, we we need to connect on a very deep personal level. And that's one of the reasons why I love my job so much is because I get to meet people on a very deep personal level. And I, I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, that's so much on a deep personal level, but it's one of the main reasons I do the podcast. Why I started doing a podcast was because I wanted to connect with people, but I wanted them to be kind of invited to connect with me. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, when you record a podcast, you put it out there and hope somebody listens. It's not like right. you grab somebody and say, okay, listen to this podcast. You know, yeah. It doesn't quite work that way, you know? So anybody who's actually listening and coming back, you know, oh, I actually connected them. That's good. Right, right. right. That's a healthy and happy thing. So mm-hmm. I, I like that part a lot. And yeah. I, I guess that, well, we're near, we're near the end of the show, so this is a good time to say I really appreciate all our podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I we really do. We love you. We do, yeah. <laughs> it's like... I. It, 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 it's like, uh, what's her name? Um, the actress. I can't think of her name. Is. She said at the Academy Awards, you like me. You really, you really like me. You really like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just summarizes it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And we like you too. So, uh, by the way, for those of you who are not yet subscribers, make sure you become a subscriber because, you know, you're getting this five days a week, five different sets of co-hosts, and it's always different every single day. Very simple to do. Go to the homepage of the website, LOAToday.net. Click on the, uh, the, the information at the top. You'll see it. It's, it's set up directly for your device. And then just click through and just like that, you'll be subscribed. And also listen to us on, uh, on YouTube. That way you can see our faces as well as hearing us. And, uh, you can also join us on the live stream. We love it when we get people on the live stream, um, sharing comments and questions, asking questions. We haven't had questions in a while, but uh, no, they're always haven't. fun. No, we need to get questions again because that's a lot yeah. of fun. But, mm-hmm. So, Alex, tell people how to find us, how to subscribe, how to notify, and how to ask the questions. Okay. So, if you want to look for us on LOA Today podcast videos on YouTube, then you can hit the subscribe button. And next to the subscribe button, there is a little bell. You hit that. You'll be notified every time we're live. And also, while you're watching us, you might want to hit the thumbs up or thumbs down button, depending on how you're feeling about each episode. And if you want to talk to us, you can leave messages in the comments. You can uh, leave us messages on, what is it? What are our emails? Oh, alex at LOAToday.net and walt at LOAToday.net. <laughs> How soon wanna, forget. I'm just saying if you want to, you know, if you have an anonymous question that you would like us to address on the air, but you don't want to use your name, you can email us and we will discuss it. Sounds good to me. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, thank you for bringing up the topic, Bill. That was a good one. Reconnecting. Yeah. And uh, we, we hope, of course, that our listeners continue to connect because that's how we continue to have listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much for bringing that up. And Alex, as usual, thank you for all your insights. And, and we're looking forward to the launch of The Grass is Greener this Friday. Friday! So <laughs> join us. If, if you want to listen into the live stream, we're going to live stream uh, starting at 945 New York time. And we'll actually start PM. playing. 
That's PM, correct? That's in the <laughs> evening. That's not morning. That's right. So you don't have to skip work. You can actually do it during the evening. Yep. Um, and we will also, at 10 p.m. sharp, New York time, we will actually play the first episode during the live stream. So that will be the first opportunity to hear it. So be sure to join us. So thank you, guys. Thank you to our live stream listeners, and thank you to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.